Hey everybody and welcome to the 100th episode of the Those Movie Dudes podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to go over to our Instagram at those movie dudes and follow us because that's where you can stay up to date with everything related to the podcast. Also, make sure to leave us a review on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. That's really going to help our show go into the algorithm and get more viewers so more people like you can enjoy the conversation. Thanks as always for listening and enjoy the show. This week on Collector's Corner, we watched the 1982 instant classic from Steven Spielberg. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. I do have a question for you guys today, kind of going along with the theme of today. I'll I'll let John introduce the movie when we get to it. But I was kind of curious uh, what your favorite films about aliens might be. If you have one that sticks out amongst uh, amongst the rest. A lot of my favorite films are about aliens. So uh, or I guess you could be like UFO films, too, I guess, because that kind of falls in a similar line. Honestly, about aliens, off the top of my head, the one that is the one that stands out the most is actually one that we have an episode uh, on. It's Arrival, just because mm-hmm. of how like thought provoking it is, and how almost how dare do I say like realistic of like what could happen if you know mm-hmm. things happen. So you know, yeah, because okay. they're not cool. gonna be like Elliot in Arrival. <laughs> um, that was probably my answer too, but I'll go ahead and say. Uh, uh, Interstellar doesn't have aliens, does it? It doesn't. Nope. No. Unless unless they are the alien. No. If you want to claim a rival, I do have a backup choice. Are you going to say Mars Attacks? I'm not going to say Mars Attacks. <laughs> um, I'll say a rival. <laughs> kind of what I was I hoping. Think of anything else? <laughs> okay. Because I also love signs, like just like oh, that yeah. whole uh, exploration of just like the UFOs landed on like the crop fields and the farmers have kind of maybe seen them around. I thought that. No, Emma Shyamalan as well. Just it, I love it. It's a it's a great film. And they come okay. to a planet that's seventy five percent water, but they can't touch it. Ironic. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna go with. Uh, I, I just watched Fire in the Sky recently. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with nineteen eighty two. The thing. It's just a very dark, cold movie just about like no one can trust each other and where is the thing who's the thing what's the thing that's the thing so like yeah yeah that would would be my pick as far as alien films but uh i guess uh we can get a little physical and start talking about it if you guys want you guys you guys think that's a good idea i think this week we're actually gonna get physical as well okay i'm gonna get physical so in about five minutes you'll see me walk right into spencer's house and just punch him in the back of the head
and I'll be there too. <laughs> if we I, both I would be just mind blown. <laughs> just like what? I mean, Brooke's gone for the weekend. Yeah, hey, come come hang out. Me and I don't Nate know. Plan this like I got my plane tickets like six months ago. Oh, I was gonna oh. say we planned this in college to like the exact date. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? Twenty twenty one. We we're gonna we're gonna be at Spencer's apartment because I know we are gonna be doing a podcast about this. Um, but uh, yeah. Welcome to episode 18 of Collector's Corner, where we each do a deep dive into our physical media collections. We just lube that hand up and stick it right into the... Uh, um, Have you seen that TikTok where people take a clementine, poke a hole in it, and put Nutella in it, and then blindfold someone, and then they put their finger in there, and then they move the clementine and then replace it with a small dog and make them think they just put their finger in a dog's ass? <laughs> well, I, I would figure out that it was probably fake after you licked it. Just well, that would be my first reaction too, is to put it immediately in my mouth. Um, well, you got to figure it out. Like, you're not I just going to walk around with shit all over getting your finger. finger in their ass. Right. Well, yeah. What were we but, talking uh, about? Yeah. Uh, well, last week we had Spencer's film, Where the Wild Things Are. Um, but this week it was Mainstream Boys' film, and uh, he kind of lived up to the name a little bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, Johnny Boy uh, take the reins today. Take take her away. Uh, well, you know what? Let's hop on our bicycles, fly through the air, and maybe meet a little alien along the way and some child actors, including Drew Barrymore, who's fucking adorable. First reaction from this film. But yeah, we're watching, or we watched, E.T., The Extraterrestrial from 1982 from Steven Spielberg, written by Melissa Matheson. So, uh, got some juggernauts in there, right? I've never seen this movie. You... I don't know how. I know that... Uh, miserable fuck i but like (laughs) i've been on the ride in universal studios when i was young and like i went on it less than two years ago and i was like this is awesome i love this ride even though it's super dated but yeah this this movie's been in pop culture forever and i never got around to watching it which is astonishing but finally collector's corner so what 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 made you decide on E.T.? Like this is one of the biggest well, like blockbusters in film history that you have never seen and you waited until episode 18. I don't know. I think uh well first of all I went to Barnes and Noble and it was like 5 bucks. Which is shocking for, because usually it's crazy. like 10 bucks for a pencil. Exactly. Or, you know, a DVD of like you know, Julian Michaels is like fifty three dollars. Yeah, Julian Michaels like <laughs> workout DVD. Yeah, no, I picked it up for like five, maybe eight dollars. I don't know enough for me to pick it up for less than ten dollars. And I think it's the twenty fifth anniversary edition. It's got a three hours of bonus features on there. So, you know, if you want to dive deep into the story and the filmmaking aspects, like this is definitely the one to check out. And I've seen a lot of Steven Spielberg, but this is like one of the big movies that I've never seen. So it's like. I had to fucking check this off the, off the list. That's, so here a we big, are. that's a very big one. And I was in your boat, like a similar boat, in college because I didn't watch this till 2016. So, Oh, really? I, okay. Yeah. So this was only my second time going into it. Um, as far as uh, Spielberg films, where does it uh, stand up uh, in, your, in your mind to either one of oh, you? Man. I, don't, I don't think I can answer that question quite yet. Um but like I've seen a lot of the big ones and a lot of the less well received ones. Um, I've never seen a Hook. That's one that I know Spencer is a pretty big fan of that I've never watched. It's definitely in the top five. Okay, cool. Well, uh, tell tell us about ET. Give us a little synopsis for those out there who 
have been living under a rock, it seems to be. Uh, l- let us know what this film's about. All right, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. After a gentle alien becomes stranded on Earth, the being is discovered and befriended by a young boy named Alien. Bringing the extraterrestrial into a suburban California house, Elliot introduces E.T., as the alien is dubbed, to his brother and his little sister, Gertie. And the children decide to keep its existence a secret. Soon, however, E.T. falls ill, resulting in government intervention and a dire situation for both Elliot and the alien. I honestly didn't know some of that plot, but, like, I knew that, like, it's about a friendship and stuff, and there's some other underlying stuff going on. They fly around, and it's about E.T. obviously trying to get home, so... That part was uh, was pretty apparent to me. A lot of child actors, this movie is literally revolving around child actors from their perspective, which is uh, something that Steven Spielberg wanted to do from the very beginning. Uh, we got Henry Thomas in here playing Elliot. Um, Drew Barrymore as a seven-year-old, literally the cutest kid I've ever seen in my entire life. Again, E.T., man. It's one of those classics. I had to check it out. Uh, initial thoughts, fucking phenomenal movie. So... I can't wait to get into it, and I would like to hear Nate's thoughts first. Okay. Well, I really hope that this isn't going to be one of John's bashing the child actors films, because I want to see who was, like, on the ballot for Best Actor of 1982. And this might sound really weird, but holy Henry Thomas. That kid was so good i've never like i've seen a lot of child performances that i thought were great but his was one of the best i've ever seen and uh just the emotional range and just how quick-witted he is and he was a cute kid back in 1982 so it was kind of easy to kind of fall in love with this friendship that he had with this extraterrestrial and how they introduce him to them is just a riot just they make it seem so terrifying because when i first watched this i'm like this is a different tone than i was expecting like it feels kind of dark but then it of course gets a little lighter as the movie goes but this movie's just a delight just a true true delight this is insane that you have never seen this movie and i feel like this is one of those titles that i've probably bullied both of you guys on ever since i knew you to watch i knew nate finally did in college uh gave it and watched it well i first watched this i think when i was maybe like eight years old like i was very young when i first saw it so initially i remembered this movie being terrifying like just one shot in particular i mean it, it is creepy like it was when uh elliot gets the pizza, goes out to the shed, and it's got that, like, crop field. It's very foggy. It's dark. And there's the shed. And then he throws the baseball in. Baseball gets thrown right back out. That scared the shit out of me when I was younger. Uh, I always remembered that in particular um, scene. But, I mean, I've always come back to this movie so many times since. it's. I've probably seen it upwards of maybe ten times. I just love pretty much everything about it. I mean, from the performances, from the fact that Spielberg made this movie from a child's point of view, and it's for kids, but also for adults. The music is amazing. It's just one of those gems from the 80s and, you know, of Steven Spielberg's filmography. It's up there, I think, with yeah. one of his best. I think just after one viewing, like, I felt nostalgia just even though I'm not, I didn't grow up in the 80s. It's just like from a filmmaking level, just Steven Spielberg, the aroma or the atmosphere he's able to make with the music from John Williams and just the children helming this movie. I just, I felt like I'd seen this before, I guess. It just, it was one of those films where like everything just came together 
from start to finish from the acting to the just the story itself to the the childlike wonder and the and the fantasy elements of et like it's it's just i'd argue to say it's almost a perfect movie like i genuinely would you said it right there i was thinking the same exact thing after i got done this (laughs) second watch i'm sitting there going i'm trying really hard to find something wrong with this movie and i can't i literally can't i don't know the the banter is too perfect like the way spielberg portrayed these kids like you can like when uh mike he yells out he's like meet me at the playground with the bikes that's kind of what you would do as kids if you had this um, of course as like a 12 13 year old kid you like get back at a bully or something you would get your friends and kind of squad up meet somewhere ride your bike stranger things vibe a little bit you know it's got that well, maybe that's why no stranger things me. took from fucking et no exactly yeah. i see it from like dustin's whole outfit <laughs> that kid has the headphones Dude, and the hat and everything from so the first it's season when they right. were trying to uh get uh 11 away from the and police they or the government they're riding the fucking bikes yeah yeah <laughs> like that was it, literally Direct I never even picked of E.T. Because you've never uh, seen E.T. Of course you've never picked it I know. I was but like, this is so cool. Stranger one of those Things movies. is so smart. <laughs> and this happens so much on uh, this podcast that we do. It's like once we finally have seen these iconic movies, all of the pop culture references just come flooding back that we've seen. It's like, yeah. oh, I, now that makes sense. Like Especially Family Guy and all their deep cut references to films. <laughs> it's like, oh, now that joke has some weight here, to run, it. The government's here. Run, E.T., run. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Yeah. Oh my god. And oh E.T. is just the most adorable little creature I've ever Love seen him. in my life. I mean, he's pretty ugly. Let's be real here. But oh, come on. He's no, so he's not. He, I mean, he well, he's made basically he's Lovable. made in the image of like really really old, interesting-looking human beings. Like at least his face and his like his features cuz he's all wrinkly and shit obviously, right? So yeah. uh mixed with an alien obviously. So Short and stocky, uh, yeah. Yeah, when he but sees Yoda, oh, when he sees Yoda, and he's <laughs> like, um, I'm like, oh my god, I love this. There's a whole background with that because obviously Steven Spielberg is good friends with George Lucas. They developed the whole Indiana Jones movies together. In Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, or maybe it was Revenge of the Sith, one of the prequel e. movies. There's the... yeah, exactly. There's ETs yep. in like the uh, one of those little pods where like the, the Palpatine's giving his speech. Is or he something. really? Oh, yeah, and awesome. so that's when awesome. E.T. recognizes Yoda on Halloween, is like, home. That puts E.T. in the same universe as Star Wars, not to mention the fact that there's Star Wars action figures in this movie and there's other Star Wars references. Like, I think Michael does a Yoda impression when he first sees E.T. Uh, <laughs> or, like, before. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, there's argument that E.T. does belong in Star Wars as well, which I think well, is just fucking Star Wars is in a galaxy far, far away. Obviously, this yeah, exactly. isn't, like, like really not? deep into the lore, but, like, it's thought no, that No, but E.T. it's is... just an Easter egg where it's just, like, yeah. it's so funny. And it's, it's been in Star Wars and it's in E.T., so it's just, like, okay. The camaraderie, though, in that family, this family that you're following feels legitimate. Like, they're your next-door neighbors. And, like, D. Wallace as the mom... I thought she was awesome because she was a little broken because she, her husband had left. So she had that vulnerability as well as also trying to be the mom of three kids. So seeing that was really impressive. But Henry Thomas, man, like he's the reason his friendship with E.T. is the only reason to watch this movie for me. Just it's so, uh, it, it, sorry, it's just he's flawless. I want to. I want to touch on gonna... D D real quick. Just just the moment where he says like, "Hey, you're a pea brain or pea bra- What is it? 
pee breath or something shut up penis Penis face or penis (laughs) and her reaction to that is just and she's like she can't hold in her laughter it's just like because that's exactly how I thought. I'm like, did he really just say that? And as a mom, how can you not laugh at that as your, like, 10-year-old calls his brother penis breath? It honestly could have been, like, Hilarious. an authentic reaction. Cause I feel I, like it was. I did watch some yeah, of the special features. And was like, oh, it hell is yeah. It is on set sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, but what I was going to add on to Nate's statement about Henry Thomas, because, like, without a performance, a child performance that strong, this movie falls apart instantly. And he literally is the glue that just holds the movie together so well, just because he's acting opposite an animatronic, and mm-hmm. he's making the audience, you know, uh, he's what, like eight year eight years old when he's making this movie. He's making the audience is full of all ages, just care so deeply about this relationship of this boy and this alien, and it's it's so genius of Spielberg to to pull it off this way. And I'm one to hate on child performances, and I've done it time and time again. This performance is flawless. From a child actor, Elliot, he's he's incredible, but it's also a testament to Steven Spielberg. Because if you've watched the behind the scenes, I watched two and a half hours of behind the scenes today. Every single scene, he walked through it with him. He's like, he'd give him examples of like the exact emotion he'd want to feel. It's like, I want you to feel like you're in this situation and act like this. And it's like, he, he just did such an incredible job directing these actors, all these kids that genuinely carry this movie drew barrymore is amazing especially the scene with et um (laughs) watching like tv and he's drunk and the mom is there just completely oblivious to everything going on she is also just um i did not know it was drew barrymore until i looked it up after i completely just unrecognizable for me i had to be like you know who that is she's like no drew barrymore and she's like oh my god that's i didn't realize amazing yeah Yeah. she's i was like that's just a really cute amazing actor i had no idea and and her performance is excellent she's (laughs) She's fantastic in this movie she's adorable but you watch these kids in the documentaries and they're the same but just like et's not there (laughs) it's like it's crazy how it these these kids are just so genuine in the film and it's just it it translates flawlessly to the movie with how they are in real life it's just they're just kids trying to have a good time and they they're going through some trouble in the movie and then et comes along and changes their lives forever it's crazy and i think what i missed from the first part of the movie was the major connection with elliot like when mm-hmm. he's drinking and stuff like that, and then you see him in the classroom, he just gets that oh, glazed yeah, exactly. look. Up. He looks at the cute girl behind him, and he's just like <laughs> a drunken smile. He was oh, so good God. in that moment, like the fact that he was able to play that off so perfectly. And that was the first day of filming mm-hmm. that oh, really? he did okay, that, okay. and ha- and he had to kiss this girl. He did not want to do it. <laughs> and oh, of Steve course was, not. Come yeah. on, and <laughs> neither did she. She didn't want to do it either. I mean, that moment was so funny, and just obviously the kid's 10. He doesn't want to do that. He's like, oh, cool, aliens are in this movie. This is awesome. Oh, I have to kiss a girl? Fuck that. <laughs> it's because E.T.'s watching a romance movie back at home. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> In Streaking Core's Light. The, the parallel action there, which is a term I wouldn't have understood till college, is incredible. Just E.T. chugging one beer after another. Elliot is just slowly getting more and more intoxicated. Sliding under his desk, like... It's uh. as as they're about to dissect frogs, like, of course, yeah, that's exactly. what they're about to do. And the scene that Spielberg is able to set in that classroom with all the kids, the chaos, and it's just, it's perfect. Again, if you grew up, if you had a childhood, you will fucking like this movie. It's just like, yeah, everyone has that connection of like, you know, boy and a dog or something like that. Or just, you know, the scenes with a dog were so funny. <laughs> 
oh, yeah. E.T. is like, he's, he's like this obviously like sophisticated alien. I mean, since he's traveling from who knows where and he's terrified by everything and the dog. And he's just this little creature that is bewildered by traffic and trees and just everything that he sees uh, from, upon coming on this planet. It's crazy. I've never laughed so much at like an animatronic creature. Like when like they would have a fast paced scene and then they would cut back to E.T. at the house and he has such a slow walk and just waddle, the music that they play waddle. along with it just the <laughs> wah, 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 wah. and like he drinks his first two beers and he just starts walking he walks right into the cupboard and then like falls down I'm just like yeah th- th- they make him so marketable and he feels human one thing about this movie though is uh like it's often kind of under or just not really appreciated as much as it probably should be is John Williams score mm-hmm. like it is Legendary. probably top 10 for me, and I always forget that the E.T. score slaps so fucking hard. Because, <laughs> like, the scene where they're all riding the bikes, and then all of a sudden the score, the theme kicks in, like, I literally, like, get chills. I'm just like, fuck yes, like, let's go. It's just the most epic thing. And then, obviously, the ending, it's just so emotional. And just without John Williams' score, it just... It enhances the movie so much. And I was watching some behind-the-scenes things as well, and Spielberg was saying how just, like... He watched the movie and loved it and didn't have a score for it and gave it to John Williams and worked with him on the score and actually ended up re-editing the film so it matched the score so much because he loved it so much. I thought that was just a fascinating tidbit because it just shows John Williams' brilliance. He's brilliant, yeah. Music. His dedication yeah. to every project he gets and the way that he's able to come away with an iconic score that stands the test of time with every single fucking property he works on. It's It's amazing. And he did win the Oscar for this, deservingly so. So yeah, this was actually nominated for nine Oscars, uh, and it went it won it four, won four. Yeah. mainly yeah. technical ones. Yeah, like visual but it was effects and stuff. That is the best. one bad thing you could say about it. It's just like yeah, the flying scenes are dated, but like fuck yeah, it, like who, it's no, the 80s. Like it's not worth but it. they it's intentionally did it that way. They did yeah. it. They were like, we don't want these to be like. We're not gonna we're not going to nitpick the tactical aspects of and it still got nominated for visual effects but like and it won uh but like yeah. when they were making it they're like movie. we're not going to knock this these visual aspects like it's it's about the feeling the film gives you we're not trying to make it look like star wars or whatever you exactly know? yeah oh like uh well, like when they come home and gertie's been hanging out with them and elliot <laughs> looks at him and he's, he's dressed, dressed up, up like a little shriveled old woman he's like oh no what did you do <laughs> <laughs> it just shows how much all of them care and he just he met elliot and then he slowly grew attachments with everyone else and that's what makes the final scene so heartbreaking but also heartwarming because he tells gertie to be good the first like words that he learns and then michael from just like helping to save him he said thank you that made me gasp when I saw E.T. at the river, I forgot what happened. Oh, yeah. Michael had and to I like, saw it and I gasped. I was like, I had to cover my mouth because I was like, oh, I forgot like that. That's how it went. Oh, that's exactly. The t- that's the part of the movie I didn't ex- I didn't know about going in. I'm like, I know about the relationship. I know he tries to get home. I didn't know he got sick and almost died or basically did die and then came back. You know, I didn't know about that entire aspect of the movie, which was extremely emotional. Because, like, that's when the government has no choice but to step in, like, and they just have to kind of let it happen, which you could you could argue, hey, that's like the 
the generic part of the film where the government of course is trying to get the alien but like this is where it started nothing felt better than when elliot closes the thing and the red light from his chest comes out just the sound the laugh that he makes when he realizes it is just heartwarming yeah. where he's like ha, 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 yes yes but then he sees the people come <laughs> in and he has to pretend like he's all sad, yeah, all like, sad Don't. oh i also love when he told michael uh, and michael jumped in joy and hits his head hits on his the head, fucking yeah. top <laughs> he's like, that's <laughs> the best scene in the movie i laughed yeah. so hard that was great. i laughed so hard during that because i'm like that's perfect like one aspect of this movie that i always like with the score i always kind of forget like how good it is is the cinematography i literally love how this movie is shot because until the government really comes in at the end you don't see any adult faces besides the mom because they're all silhouettes because he wants obviously the point of view to be told through the child's eyes like the story at least um and so that they're all silhouettes for most of the movie and then there's one shot in particular where the government finally like comes down the street and it's at like that sunset down that road. And yes, I love appear. that shot, dude. That dude, was boom. insane. It is amazing. It is the so focal the focal cool. length they use, like everything was just amazing. Yeah. And yeah, down to the nighttime scenes as well. Just everything about the cinematography is just brilliant. I think it's it's excellent. But yeah, I guess what what would uh Nate, what would you give this movie overall? What's your thoughts? Oh god, this movie is like even gr- giving this movie a grade i feel like diminishes what this movie is um just be, it's one of those ones that you can you can put it on and if like spencer said if you were a child which everyone ever was then this movie is going to hit you somewhere soft whether you had an imaginary friend or uh like you rode bikes with your friends there's a little something for everyone in this movie and just the fact that they make et this lovable character the that last line that he gives where he's like i'll be right here oh my god but then it's like he's going home he gets what he's finally getting what he wanted yeah this movie's flawless so i'm going i'm I'm gonna go above and beyond uh above and beyond i'm going 10 out of 5 um wow just, is that allowed listen, spencer is that allowed i'll make an exception okay for those movie dudes sake five out of five like obviously but like i'm i'm nate so i'm the weird one um so yeah i'm gonna go 10 out of five this movie's just amazing and whoever won the oscar that year uh call up henry thomas and get his uh, details because he deserved that trophy this movie et the extraterrestrial is 100 a five out of five for me it's one of my favorite movies it's one of my favorite steven spielberg movies i just love the childlike wonder to it i love all the technical aspects to it it's a film that i've seen so many times and i love it almost as much each time so for that it's got to be a five out of five it's one of the best for me oh man first time viewing i love steven spielberg i love the atmosphere he's able to create john williams just adds to that entire aspect of the movie i love the perspective this film is told from just just every element of this film fits together absolutely fucking perfectly um it's a it's a movie that when i finally had to take the blu-ray out and put it in the case i gently slid it back in the slip cover and slowly put it right back on the shelf that i have because it, it deserved it. genuinely 
careful treatment because it's it's just it's flawless. I couldn't believe it, and I I as when it was over, I was like, this could be in my top five of all time. Like, mm. I, that's not even that's not even exaggeration. I was. It's just one of those movies that gives you that feeling, and you're like, wow. So I yeah, it it I did not expect that either. I really really didn't. So uh, I five out of five. It's fucking amazing. I can't wait to watch it again. And fortunately, this one does have a lot of physical media that we Good. can actually talk I about. Get it's more physical. The first yeah. times on, uh, I was almost to say mainstream boys, but mainstream boys movie on Collector's Corner that actually has uh, social features to talk about. It's got over three hours of bonus features. I mean, you got deleted scenes. You got Steven Spielberg who was in here a lot. Just the ins and outs of his directing style and his thoughts on kind of his creation of this movie. Um, there's an entire documentary that's about an hour long that just goes through the entire filmmaking process. They actually revisit with the actors, I think maybe 10 or 15 years later and that are talking about the movie and the response that it got from the audience and the critics and everything. And you get to see John Williams behind the scenes. Like there's a lot of stuff on here that I wasn't able to even watch all of it, but it's, it's just like, if you enjoy filmmaking in any way, you learn so much and it just adds so much to the overall feel that you get from this movie. So if you like it at all, like you, you gotta you just take the time and watch this stuff because it's awesome. I watched uh, Steven Spielberg and E.T., which was just basically how he came up with the story and how he got the film made. It's like 10 or 12 minutes. Uh, I also watched the two deleted scenes that were included. You said that you did not watch them? I didn't watch the deleted scenes. No. Nope. Okay. They stayed deleted for a reason. Uh, there was like a two-minute sequence of Elliot... Uh, trying to give E.T. a bath or just kind of like a tour of the bathroom. And E.T. is just kind of like underwater and he's just all like rolling around. <laughs> it, it's weird. Like, it's so weird that Elliot picks up the phone and he's like, oh, mom, I don't feel good. I'm going to throw up. Blah, and, like, poor soda. And I'm like, this is a little strange. That's so strange, yeah. I'm happy they cut that out. The other scene that they included, which it could have worked in the film actually, was uh, the mom picking up Michael and Gertie at Halloween. And she's like, oh, where's Elliot? Because that's never really touched upon in the actual movie. They kind of just go off in the woods. He falls asleep in the woods and wakes up and E.T.'s gone. Right. Um, and she's like panicked. And then, yeah. And then she's already yeah, panicked with the police officer. Like, oh, he's missing. This scene kind of was just like, oh. Tied it together Elliot? a little bit more. And, like Michael and Gertie were like, oh, I'm not sure. He walked off or ran to the woods or something like that. Um, and then she's like, I right, get in the car. Let's go. I, wa- I watched the entire documentary, uh, which was really cool. I mean, I, I also did watch the Steven Spielberg and E.T. thing, which... Um, was interesting because it literally touches on Steven Spielberg, who wanted to do a movie about kids going through a divorce. Because that was based on his own experience. Yeah, it's based off his own experience from when he's a teenager. Um, And then when he was working on Close Encounters, which I haven't seen in a long time, but I guess as the alien walks and it kind of goes away, um, he was like, man, I wonder if the alien stayed. What would happen? Like, how would that that, uh, pan out, I guess? And then he put the two ideas together and there you had et so so yeah, he had like the he had like the story like in his mind of like combining his childhood telling it through like a kid's point of view but also exploring the close encounters what if the alien stayed thing so he had like the whole blueprint but then he gave it to some writer who worked i think was with harrison ford on indiana jones he mentioned and she i guess delivered the best first draft producers spielberg anyone has ever read they were like you literally nailed the story that i want to do um, and I guess didn't change much from the first draft. It was just like literally perfect, almost perfect. Melissa Matheson. She's featured a lot in the documentary too. And she was 
on set heavily, like always on set. And she worked really closely with the kids to make sure that they like, you know, got the their lines and stuff and they would poke fun at her. And Oh yeah. She actually gave me Shelly Duvall vibes a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, which is, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, I think everybody in the eighties kind of looked like Shelly Duvall. I don't fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they did. Uh, wow. <laughs> but she obviously wrote an amazing script. She, and Steven Spielberg and uh, Melissa Matheson are obviously amazing with kids. I don't, Steven Spielberg didn't have any kids of his own at the time. So he really looked at these kids as like his own for three months. So you just, you love to see the camaraderie between the characters and the, uh, the cast and the crew on set. And uh, yeah, it's flawless. So obviously because of the success of E.T., he was approached to write a sequel and make a sequel. And he was trying, he tried and it was like, he was trying to imagine what was, what Elliot's life was like with that ET or like how they could meet up again. And he just, I guess could not crack it and just was like, you know what? I think I made a perfect movie with ET. Like I just, right. I don't, mm-hmm. I want to leave it alone. Which he did. And yeah. ultimately they're like, okay, fine. And they did. And then two years ago, the Super Bowl fucking commercial happens. Like Edward Scissorhands. What did they Tim- do? Timothy Chalamet. They just did a little Henry Thomas and ET have a reunion to sell like a fucking TV or something. Oh it's like a two-minute commercial you can watch on YouTube, and it's a reunion of E.T. and Elliot and what th- their life has been up to. It's a commercial. It blessed Try not by to take Spielberg. Too much to it. Oh, fucking a. Um, I remember watching that commercial being like, come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you the person that's only watching the game for the commercials, and it's ruining films yeah. for you. Because like, <laughs> he just had Edward Scissorhands as past one. It's like, come on. Yeah, Whatever. you sons of oh, bitches. Well. Uh, then they had all the Paramount Plus stuff, and Jeff Probst was walking with a torch on top of Everest, yeah. Mount Everest. That made me happy. Yeah, I, there's a lot more that we could touch on, but there's a lot of special features. I mean, if you love this movie and you love Spielberg films, like he's he's obviously a delight to work with on set. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we really had a chance. Finally, had a chance to check this one out. Uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, 1982, on Collector's Corner. That was uh, episode 18 of Collector's Corner from Mainstream Boy, where we watched E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Um, But now we're on a new cycle. You know, I think I I think I have my pick because it's 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 one that I haven't seen for a while. I didn't care for it the first time, but I'm I'm excited to see it now because I've watched a lot more movies since then. And it is. The 1969 Best Picture winner, Midnight Cowboy, starring Dustin Hoffman and John Voight. I've never seen this. It is the only X-rated film to win Best Picture. It's wow. not like a porn movie. It's nothing like that. It's just about John Voight going to the big city to try and get laid and be kind of a playboy. And he meets Dustin Hoffman's grimy ratso character and shit happens but i've only seen this once so i'm excited to share that with you guys um but yeah that's it for collector's corner but there's another show that we do on here and as much as i hate to say this go ahead mainstream boy thank you thank you nate uh yeah our other show is mainstream boys where we get together on a weekly basis talk about the new release films grab a big bucket of popcorn or ice cold cherry coke maybe some snow caps uh we sit down put our feet up take our pants off and watch bella thorne movies so uh if you're interested in that go and join us on monday 
Yeah, no need at all. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. And as always, please remember to stay physical. Let's get physical. Madonna's physical. Like a virgin. For the very first time. Oh, it's time to feel good. Yeah.